My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for the cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for the cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Hello, and welcome to the jury room, where we dissect some of the most heinous, some of the most unthinkable, and some of the most monstrous crimes to ever scar the earth. From cannibalistic serial killers to decades-old unsolved mysteries, these stories are sinister enough to keep you up at night. Welcome to another episode of the Jury Room Aftermath. I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. I am bringing you guys extra content and guests and bringing just, you know, awareness to the cases, talking about it more and more. I hope you guys are enjoying them. Let me know. Send me an email, juryroompodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to me on Twitter, juryroompodcast. I'm on Instagram. haven't posted there, but I am there, so let me know what you guys think. If you guys are enjoying them. I know I've said it before, but I want to say it again, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens. I am humbled, and I appreciate it. When I started this, I didn't think I'd get very many listens, and here we are, 12,000 downloads later, and I just, I appreciate it. So don't forget to get your submissions in for Casey Anthony series. I'll read them aloud on the jury room aftermath part two, which I'm going to have Lacey on for that episode. So I'm super excited about that. And there's a lot of things going on that I'm super excited about. Again, a huge shout out to the Oracle network. Make sure you guys go check them out. There's a lot of great podcasts on there. I'm going to include a trailer at the end of this episode from one of the shows. Make sure you check them out. Also, let me know what you guys are thinking about all these extra episodes in the middle of the week from different podcasts. What do you think? How do you feel about them? Do you enjoy getting exposed to other indie creators? If so, let me know. I got one more episode that I'm going to drop this week This week on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that one. That's going to be a good one. Other than that, thank you. I love you guys. I, I don't know what else to say, but just thank you. I'm super humbled and super appreciative for the platform that we're all creating together. 
I know you guys have been hearing me talk about stickers and such, but I ordered some more. I have a lot more on order. Reach out to me, jerryroompodcast at gmail.com. Get some while I have some. Don't forget to go visit my Patreon page. Buy me a coffee, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash jerryroompodcast. Help support the show there. If you can't support the show financially, that's okay. Please go leave me a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Audible. Let me know what you think. And if that's not your gig, there's a link in the description below to feedback on every single episode. Let me know there. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything I can improve, just let me know. Other than that, I hope you enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun talking with Maggie. She did a really good job. I really like her podcast, so make sure you go and check her out. Again, let me know all these extra podcast episodes that you guys are getting with other podcasts. Let me know what you think about these. About those. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good day. Enjoy this episode. Don't forget, next weekend is part two of Casey Anthony. So be ready for that. Today's missing persons case comes from missingkids.org. Her name is Christine Hamilton. She's been missing since July 7th, 2005. She was missing from Moreno Valley, California. Her date of birth is April 6th, 1987. She would be 34 years old. She's female, white, brown hair, blue eyes. She would have been 5'6 at 125 at 120 pounds. She was last seen on July 7th, 2005. Christine has tattoos on her upper back, left shoulder, or right hip. And right hip. Her nose is pierced. Christine's nicknames are Chrissy and Chris. Don't hesitate. Anyone having any information should contact 911 or call the Riverside County Sheriff's Office. 1-951-776. One zero nine nine. Help bring Christine home. Help bring her family some answers. Anybody out there with any kind of information, please, please share. Other than that, stay safe and thanks for listening. AJ Frund, Alyssa Guernsey, Thomas Valva, Triana Somerville, Noah Tomlin, Arabella Parker. What do these kids have in common? They were fundamentally failed by the very people they trusted with their lives. This is Suffer the Little Children, the true crime podcast giving voices back to the victims of child abuse and shining a harsh spotlight on the parents, guardians, and caretakers who silence them. I'm your host, Lane. During each weekly episode, I'll dive deep into a different case of child abuse murder often including audio clips and conducting interviews with family members or other major players in the cases I cover. Calling attention to these tragic stories can lead to positive changes in the systems designed to protect children. 
These kids deserve to have their stories told and their voices heard. Subscribe to Suffer the Little Children on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome back to another episode of the Jury Room Aftermath. I'm your host, Kevin, and today I have an awesome, awesome guest with me. I have Maggie, and she's from the Have You Seen It podcast. Um, Her podcast takes a look at a whole bunch of different things, but obviously I'm going to let her introduce herself. But today we're going to be talking about Casey Anthony, part one of the two-part series, and what the beginning stages of her life was like, and what was the lead up right before, you know, they found Kaylee Anthony and, you know, and the trial and the ensuing part. So Maggie, why don't you introduce yourself, where they can find you at, what your podcast is about. So I'm Maggie. It's nice to meet you all. Well, you know, but um, you can follow the podcast at official HYSI on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on Facebook at official HYSI uh, on there as well. My podcast is a podcast about foreign shows. I I don't I try not to do any spoilers, but sometimes they sneak in. But I go over them, I watch them first, and then I kind of give you a basic understanding of what happens. I talk about what I liked, what I didn't like about it. I talk about the words and phrases that I pick up because language is something that I absolutely love. So it also kind of comes a little easy sometimes to pick up those words and phrases. And I talk about anything that sticks out as an American. There are some culture shocks that happen watching foreign shows. So I mention those if they pop up. I give you the basic background of like who created the show, what you know, production companies they came out of, and then some fun facts about the countries that they're from. Now, me personally, I listen to your show. I love your content. I love that you give that brief history of where the you know, where the show comes from, and then you you get into the show. A lot of the shows that you talk about and that you've watched, I've obviously I've never watched it, but and I didn't even know that they existed, but it's nice to know that there's somebody out there who wants to talk about that, you know? Yeah, that's why I figured, like, I, wa- I mean, I cover a lot of shows, and I know not every show is for everybody, but I figure, you know, if there's at least one show that maybe your piques your interest enough to at least Google it, I've done enough, you know, because I think a lot of people are afraid to try foreign shows because of mainly because of the language, even though with Netflix, they have English dubbing. So if you want to have the dubbing, you can do it. I don't listen with the dubbing because I I just can't like I watch people's mouths when they talk. So it doesn't match and it, it annoys me. So I'm not paying attention to the show, but it has subtitles as well. And I think if you understand or if you have some sort of expectation of what the show is about, you might push past that fear of, well, I'm not going to know what they're talking about. You know, like that might have worked 20 years ago, but today's day, there is that fear shouldn't be there. And some of the best TV shows I've ever watched are from foreign shows that I never would have watched if it wasn't for this podcast. So I I know not everyone's going to watch all the shows like my mom watches some of the shows. I know some of my friends have watched some of the shows, but I think just to listen and maybe get an idea of like, oh, that sounds interesting. You know, like if you like mob shows like um, The Sopranos, then you can watch Gamora because it's kind of similar and you get a little bit of feel of it in Italy and like they're taken. You see how similar they really are. So I get not everyone's going to watch them, but as long as it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I've done my job. Right. I hate the dubbing. I can't handle my 
for whatever reason, my brain can't process the the voiceover over their mouth moving, and it's always been like that since I was a kid. Same. Even for me, if like even if it's in English, if there's like a slight delay, I'm like, oh, I can't. I'll just find another video. I'm out. Like, it's just my mind can't handle it. So, what of your of your episodes or shows that you've watched from foreign countries has been your favorite? By far, my favorite show has been The Protector from Turkey, Hakan Muhafiz. Like, it's a show, and it's my favorite because it's a show I would never watch normally. But it was like the only Turkish show that I could find at the time that wasn't like 160 episodes that was also like four hours long. So I was like, okay, like, this is easy, it's manageable, and it's kind of like a sci-fi type show where, like, he finds out that he's part of this secret group where he has to protect Istanbul from these, like, immortals and everything, and he has to figure out who the immortals are, and he has these powers, that, and it's it's not a show that I normally would try, and then I started watching it, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, the acting is great, the location is great, the story is great. It's several seasons. I think it's, like, four seasons. It is over, unfortunately. There's not going to be a fifth, but it finished perfect. So that, by far, hands down, is my favorite show that I've covered. Well, if you have not checked out Maggie and have you seen it, you definitely should. Every episode that she puts out, she takes great care all the way from her research from the country to the episode and her audio quality is hands down one of the best podcasts that I've ever heard in my entire life. So Maggie, you're doing a great job. Thank Thumbs you up so from the jury room. Your support has been top notch. <laughs> so let's get into why we are here today. Today we're going to be talking about Casey Anthony. And as we all know, Casey Anthony is a, in my opinion, murderer. Now, yeah, a, a terrible human being all around. 100%. Now, obviously, we can't say that she's a murderer, even though we know that she's a murderer. But uh, because she unfortunately, you know, at she some was point, found not guilty. not guilty. Right. So, you know, but, you know, during episode one, you know, we take a look at her life and what her parents taught her and her life leading up, you know, that led to the moments of the disappearance of Kaylee Anthony. What do you remember of the Casey Anthony story when it first started coming out? So when it first came out, I mean, I was in high school. So to be honest, at that point in my life, I wasn't really paying attention to the media as much as I am now, obviously. But I remember it was like it had gone weeks that nobody has seen the little girl. The parents hadn't seen the little girl. And then finally, like, they were like, oh, I guess we should call it in now or something like that. And it was like weeks like you went weeks. Like, how do you go weeks without seeing your granddaughter and not be like, where is my granddaughter? And then like finding out that it was probably because or believed to be because that she wanted to like go out to the clubs like I even at like however old I was like 16 or whatever I was so angry like how could you do that to your daughter because you wanted to go out like you had people in your life willing to watch her you know what I mean and then it was like I remember like when that verdict came out and just crying and being like I don't I can't believe like I was home school I was home from school sick and I was like I can't believe that that like there's no like I can't believe that happened you know what I mean like and it was like of course it's in Florida 
Like of right. all states, of course, of course. it's in Florida. It's always Florida. It's always Florida. No offense to the just... people who live in Florida, but it's always Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're from Florida, you're great. But all, everyone else is crazy. But yeah, I, I just remember being like, how do you go weeks without knowing where your granddaughter is and having her, your daughter, the mother of your grand, like be like, she's with the babysitter. Like, what? How, in what world does that make sense? Like every time, like at some point I would be like, I want photographic evidence that she's with this babysitter. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine like my friends that have kids, like if I was like, oh, where's like so-and-so? And they'd be like, oh, she's, I'd be like, okay, like still like, and then like, didn't she, wasn't it something like she was like living with the babysitter? Right. What? Like, are you kidding? Like, if I were their par- if I were her parents, I'd be like, "You're you're letting her live with a babysitter? Like I'm right here." Right. You know what I mean? Like you have people in your life willing to help you, willing to watch, and she's living with the babysitter. Like in what world does that make sense? Like I know she got away with a lot of lies growing up, but I'd be like, "No, no, 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 something's not right here." Like I need a picture with a newspaper proof that she's alive somewhere because this is not adding up at all. Right, exactly. You know, and that's what, unfortunately, what her parents had instilled into her was that lying. You know, from an early age, she was taught it's okay to lie. And then her parents went along with her lies. You know, That's the thing that was like, oh, my God, how do you go along with it? Right. And, And I mean, just like, you know, in episode one, you know, she lied to her parents about graduating. You know, oh, why don't you have your cap and gown? Oh, they they messed up. They haven't put my order in yet. You're two weeks out from from graduating, and now all of a sudden, you know, the counselor wants to talk to them. You don't have enough credits. Oh, no, they made yeah. a mistake. Not, I haven't been to school, you know? Yeah, that's not how I was raised. I would have been, I would have been murdered. If it was like, you're not graduating, like you know, none right. of this, like I'm not getting away with anything. Like my mom made me get report, uh, progress reports every week when my grades started slipping. So like I wasn't getting away with not graduating. Like, and then like you said, lying and they're going along with it. Like you have another adult looking at you being like, she's not graduating because she's not going to school. And they're like, oh, well, you know, she said that like they only were like half credit or something. Like, like, I know, like, she, in my opinion, she murdered her daughter. Right. But, like, and, like, in most cases, in some cases, it's like, oh, well, you can't really blame the parents. But I'm like, I forget the murdered daughter for a second, as hard as it's going to be. How can you let your, do- your kid get away with lying like that? Especially because it seems to me like her mother was so in control. Like, it wasn't like they were afraid of her. You know what I mean? Where it was like, oh, just go with it so she doesn't get angry. It was like, I go with it so that people think our lives perfect. Like, I don't get it. Like, you still threw the party. You still had people be like, wait, she didn't walk. Like, if I didn't walk in graduation for whatever reason, and like for my high school, like it could have been as much as like not handing in the lock that they give you. I would have gotten nothing. I would have been kicked out. You know what I mean? Like, and she lied to you. And you, they had to have known she was lying. You know what I mean? Like, and then. There's no way that they were like, well, we think she's right. And somebody who whose job it is to do this is lying to us. Right. I'm like, like when I was listening to that, I was like, because I didn't know that part of the story until listening to like your episode. So when I heard that, I was like, 
are you joking? Like I was like literally working out and I stopped and I was like, they, they let her get away with that. Like little white lies. Okay, sure. It's, right. Is it worth it? No. Lying about like, did she even graduate from high school? Like, I don't think so. Like we know she didn't walk, but she didn't get enough credits. So she doesn't even have her high school diploma. Right. And why did her family go through or her parents, I should say, go through the whole trouble of inviting people to her graduation when they blatantly knew that she wasn't walking? That's the part that I don't get that. It's so, so infuriating that they're like, hell yeah, come watch Casey graduate. And then at the end, everyone's like, well, where the fuck is Casey at? And then they're like, oh, no, it's fine. They messed up on her credits. She's getting her diploma, though. And it's like, well, wait, why did we even waste our time then? Exactly. If that were my family, we'd all show up and we'd be like, okay, cool. First of all, I, I don't know if my family would even have a graduation party on the day of graduation. You know what I mean? It would be like the next weekend or like whatever. Like my, I only had one graduation. It was when I graduated from grad school. It was like in August and I graduated in May. You know what I mean? So like uh, why you do day, same day graduation parties, I don't know. But like my family would be like, oh, she walking. And then like the whole time we'd be like, oh, so she's not walking. Like we would absolutely be like, this is bullshit. Like. Right. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, okay. you're good. But I like we would be like, this is ridiculous. Like, as long as there's food, we wouldn't leave. But we would absolutely be talking about it the whole time. There has like, to be food, though, right? Oh, I'm not going anywhere if there's no food. Right, of course. Even meetings for work, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, you know that's the part that that kills me is that her family was just like, it's okay, you know. But that's. You know, that's the the pattern of Casey's life, you know, from a young age to, you know, to the lead up of Kaylee disappearing. You know, I mean, she was lying about having boyfriends and she was lying about having, you know, about them having children. She was lying about, you know, so on so many different things, you know, lying about her dad having a heart attack, lying about, you know, to her friends saying, oh, hey, come move in with me. But then they enabled her all the way. Right. And, and that's just it. It's that enabling. It's that, it's that, oh, hey, it's fine. You're great. You're perfect. So you can do whatever you want mentality. And it's, which is crazy because like you said, her mother is so in control, but yet let Casey do whatever she wanted. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me at all. And like the dad, I don't want to say he was useless, but he basically was like, you know, he had his, uh, was it gambling or whatever that he did or something like that? Like, but the fact that the mom, cause she what like the fact that she made it be that she was the first one to hold that child. Like that is like, that's scary controlling. You know what I mean? Like the, like I know in not every case, the mother is the first one to hold the child, but that's like medical reasons. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, we need to save this baby's life. As far as I know, that baby was born healthy. So, like, why was like, I get you wanting to be in the room. Okay, great. Which but is it's still not your weird child. To me. Yeah, it's but like it's it's not your child. Like, and I know people that like their grandparents act like that child is like their child or like their child reborn. And it's like, first of all, your child's still alive, so calm down. But you know what I mean like that to me like when I heard that because I also didn't know that before listening to your po- to your episode 
I was like, are you like, I would be like, no, we're fighting. Like, I know I just gave birth to a baby, but like, we're fighting. You know what I mean? Like, you're not being the first person to hold my child. Like, absolutely not. So like, if it were me, I literally, I would fight my mom. I'd be like, no, no, mom. First of all, my mom would never do that. I know that. But I still would be like, this, this is my child. I just birthed this child. Like, I don't know how many hours of labor she was in, but like, even if it was like two seconds, like, it's not your child. Like, so the fact that she was that controlling and yet she let her daughter get away with everything that she let her get away with literally blew my mind. And then like, also like when you think about like the father of the child, was it John or something? I can't remember his name. But, like, the fact that she refused to allow him to, like, or she tried to not make him a part of this girl's life when, like, let's be real, we all know. But, like, he wanted to be a part of this little girl's life. And yet she was like, no. And we all know he wasn't the father. There's no way he was the father of that little girl. And he proved that he was not the father of that little girl. And yet... He still said, I don't care. Like, I want to be a part of this little girl's life. She is my child. Like, so to me, it's also like you blame um, Casey Anthony for doing what she did. But it's also like if the mother had allowed him to be in that girl's life, would she still be alive? Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the biggest that's the biggest question, you know, is that you know, her parents made it so easy to just, you know, to just be this ridiculous human being, you know? Yeah. And, but going back to, you know, the birth a, a, of Kaylee, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I've been in the delivery room for one of my best friend's babies being born and it's, fucking horrifying but magnificent sight to be seen right and it's a very intimate you know moment in a person's life you know you're watching birth and you know there's a whole lot of stuff going on i don't know and maybe it's just me maybe i don't have the right mindset i don't have children myself so but i think it's kind of weird in my opinion that a parent is in you know, the delivery room yeah. for such an intimate moment. I mean, you are, there's nothing left to the imagination at that point. Yeah. And so I don't know, especially with being that there was, you know, that she had a boyfriend involved who wanted to be very hands-on and he was in the room too. So why was there a need for her to yeah. be there? You know I do I mean? know it's not, it's not uncommon for like the mother to be there, but it's more for like emotional support of like the woman you know what i mean like it, and there are some women that don't want anybody in there they don't want the, the father they don't want anybody but i know like for some people it's like i just want you to be there to hold my hand because it's scary and like for some people that person is their mother for some people it's their sister you know what i mean like i don't know how often it's somebody's brother but you know what i mean it is that it's the more emotional like just to be above the waist and being like you're doing great like keep going and especially like i said if it's your first child i mean i don't have any children but like listening to my friends talk about it, like it's scary like you like you literally have no idea what's happening like you can be told a million times but until you go through it you don't know so like having that support of like and it is kind of it's like you revert to being back to a child in like a weird way of like mommy i'm scared 
So it, it makes sense why most people have their mums if they want them in the room. Casey Anthony, who I think did not have that emotional connection with her mom, did not wa- didn't care who was there. I think she was like she was unbothered by the whole thing. And I think it is because the mom was crazy. So or like crazy controlling. But like overall, it's not it's not uncommon for a mother to be in the room with her daughter who's giving birth for like that emotional support. Do you think it was like an aspect of, you know, it gave her that attention that that she might have felt like she was starved, even though she did have parents who cared about her? Maybe it was an attention thing. I think if she could have a live stream of her birth, she would just so that people were watching. Like, because like you said, at, at one point in the episode, you said, like, people believed that she was jealous of the attention that the father of the of uh, Kaylee was giving Kaylee. Right. Like, he loved Jesse her. Jesse Grund, more. I think Jesse, is what yeah. his name was. When yeah. I say John or something. I was cl- I was right yeah. with the J. I'm real bad you're, at names, so. No, nah, you're good. <laughs> um, but, you know, she said that he loved Kaylee more than her. You know, so it's like. I, I think, like you said, she wanted the attention. She would have probably everybody in the hotel, uh, the hospital be in there if she could, just because everybody was staring at her. So that's why like, I don't think she like she didn't care who was there as long as somebody was there. But like, I think the mom, for whatever weird, maybe she thought she knew she messed up with Casey. And in a weird way, she was like being like, Trying oh, well, I, w- yeah, I want to hold this baby yeah. first so that, you know, I have that connection of like the motherly connection with this child who knows i mean they'll probably never ever talk about it but i just i think that's so weird that she forced her daughter to let her hold her baby first right and the it's just i don't know man and it was so like now that you know talking it out with you i could see okay yeah i could see her her mom being in there i guess as a support system you know so that i understand and you know I don't know, man. She definitely had some kind of, you know, attention problem or I'm trying to think of the, I don't she, want to necessarily yeah. say that she's a narcissist, but in I a think way, I mean, she is yeah. right. It has to be about her. She doesn't care what or who else is doing anything. You know, it has to be about her. And but I think also some of that comes from watching her mom because that's the way her mom is, you know, everything's yeah. about her mom and, 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 you know, and in episode two, you know, I, I listened to the, the nine one one calls and they're sad, man. Like hearing like her mom was so nonchalant at first. And then, you know, all of a sudden it became a big deal, but Casey still just didn't give a shit. She yeah. did not care where her daughter was probably because allegedly she knew where she was, but it's still, it's one of those things yeah. that well, she knew where she, she was. Right. Of course. You know, and that's like the lead up, you know, to those phone calls, you know, she's out partying on Friday nights. She's, you know, going to clubs, she's hanging out with her boyfriend and she's taking care of her boyfriend and his friends. Like yeah. I know when I was in my early twenties, I was, I was, partying and you know throw shit everywhere and not give a shit and just you know have a good time you know and she didn't care it was it was all about casey all the time yeah and it's crazy to me too because like 
uh, one of my really good friends, she had her daughter very young. She still goes out. Like, you mean like she, the little girl, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants me to say her name, but she goes to the grandmothers. I've taken her, you know what I mean? Like she's a couple years younger than me. So like, there's been times where she's been like, Hey, can you watch, you know, my daughter tonight? Yeah, absolutely. So I drive like 30 minutes to go get her, take her for the night. And then I bring her back the next day because I know she's young, you know what I mean? And I know she wants to do it. And like, I also believe like you shouldn't not do something just because you're a parent. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, once you become a parent, the other parts of your life end. And I don't think that's fair to the parent, especially when you have people that are willing to help you. And I know not everybody has people that are willing to help you, but like Casey Anthony was not one person that didn't have anybody help. She was not doing this by herself. So like the excuse of her being like, and it's her excuse, like, or people that defend her, I guess. She just wanted to go out and be young. Do that, but don't kill your kid. You know what I mean? There are t plenty of people that have kids at a young age. Do I think she wanted Kaylee? No, I don't. I think I think she liked the idea of being pregnant and everybody doting on her. But, like, the idea of having that kid? No. You know what I mean? Like, we saw that with um, Jesse, like, the fact that she was jealous of the, of the fact that everybody was now paying attention to a baby. Which, let's be real, if a baby's in a room, nine out of ten people are going to be like, let me see the baby. You know what I mean? Like, let me hold the baby. It's just because that's just how it is. Like, that's literally biologically how we're designed to take care of the young. So the fact that she was like, I just wanted to go out and party. So you had to kill her? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, there, you could have left her anywhere. There were a million other things she could have done, like, without even thinking about killing her. And yet that was the first thing she did. Because... I know she was found not guilty, but we all know she did it. It's like OJ 100% did it. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. And <laughs> I don't think she sues, so it's okay. Right. And that's, you know, there's so, like you said, there's so many options. You could have put your baby up for adoption. You could have taken her to the firehouse. You could have taken her to the hospital, yep. even if you didn't want nothing to do with her. Even after whatever, six months, okay, the you know, that excitement wore off. You weren't getting the attention you thought you were. Don't kill her. Yeah. Just let her live. But, you know, give her give her to somebody who wants her. Yeah. You know, there's a ton of people who can't have children. Exactly. Who try for years and who end up having to adopt. Who would have gladly taken her, you know? And there are even people in her own life. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you if you had asked that, if you had asked Jesse, will you take her? He He would have said yes. Oh, because I'm sure of it. There's no way somebody who knows a child is not theirs and knows that he was lied to stays with the child that's been proven not to be his unless he absolutely loves her. You know what I mean? Like, considering that there are so many people that walk away, and I don't mean like giving up for adoption, I mean just walking away from their kids that are biologically theirs. The fact that he stayed and wanted to be a part of this child's life, you can't tell me he wouldn't have been willing to at least like take her take her more or even full like have full custody of this kid if she didn't want the kid but like you said there are so many other options you can drop him off at the hospital drop him off at the fire department like literally there's so many things that she could have done before killing was the like option that she took like well i mean killing your child ever shouldn't be an option no 
anyways, right? But, you know, and that's, you know, but that's another example. Jesse let her get away with lying also. Yeah. You know, she let, he let her, you know, tell this story and she would throw her fits and he would just let it happen. His parents tried telling her, hey, she's pregnant. Yeah. Hey, she's going to have a baby. No, she's not. She's just going to have water. She's a virgin. And it's like, I don't know how old she was at that point, 19, 20 years old, something like that. And it's like, I'm not saying everybody at that age has already had sex, but I mean, there's a good majority of people by that age. Yeah. You know, you're having sex. And so it's, you know, it's just another, you know, thing. But like you said, Jesse would have gladly taken yeah. the baby. Her parents probably would have adopted the baby. That mother you know, 100% would have. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's, you know, it's one of those things where I think she got to a point in her head with this story that, you know, Kaylee is going to take away from Casey, you know, yeah. instead of Casey being like, hey, you know what? That's my kid. Now I'm responsible for him, you know? Yeah. And that's just, I don't know. It's sad. It's yeah. sad. Like you said with Jesse, if I were a guy and I was dating a girl for five months and I found out that she was seven months pregnant right. and she lied and said that I was the father, I'm I'd out. be like, bitch, you're crazy. <laughs> and I would, it would be like a cartoon, like dust would be in the air. The door would somehow be swinging in a revolving way. And I would be so gone. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how naive and like i think it is too because like it's so funny because i feel like a lot of times like with young guys that get have you know they get a girl pregnant they don't understand the concept of pregnancy and like how long and like the fact that she's like i mean besides jesse but like i feel like it's happened so many times where guys are like oh okay and it's like how bad is our sex ed like in this country that like she could convince him that it's his right he right she's been pregnant for two months before you started dating and before you even had sex like you're five months in and you haven't had quote-unquote sex with her yet and you're telling your parents that she's a virgin but somehow you're like oh yeah that's cool that's fine yeah is it like is she married like i don't get it like how do you convince somebody and to me that is a, a a result of poor education because there's no way any person that has proper sex education should be able to be conned into thinking that you are the father of a child with a woman that you've never had sex with right exactly. you know what I mean like are you kidding me like that was a virgin yeah like again unless gabriel came and met you in your <laughs> dreams like i don't get how you could be like yeah that makes sense you like I, I like listening to that I was like I can't I can't believe right but but again her parents went along with it too you know her uncle you know at a family party was like hey so when's Casey do and her mom's yeah. like no she's not pregnant she just put on some weight and yeah. it's like you can tell the difference between putting on weight and pregnancy yeah. especially for somebody who is on the thinner side you know what i mean it's one of those things that it doesn't just pop up out of nowhere there's a little progression and it is different like where you gain the weight is different but i can see as her parents them being in denial 
know what I mean? Because she was so young and then being like, no, 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 no. Like, that's fine. His parents, I would lock my kid in his room to a radiator and be like, you are never seeing that girl again. Like, I didn't raise an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> her parents being like mindfully naive, because I do think it was purposeful, like where they were like purposefully in denial. That I understand. His parents, again, there'd be no way I would allow that to happen. Right. Like, yeah, that, that, that to me was a, a mind boggling too. It was like, how could anyone, let a, like, anybody with a basic math comprehension could figure out, okay, hey, this isn't adding up. But for some reason, and I think part of that though too is when you're young like that, you know, when it was a, from a male's perspective and you like find somebody at that young age where your hormones are so all over the place and you feel like this person is like your entire world, you know, where it's like, you're, you're not necessarily willing to just, I guess, accept everything, but at the same time you are because everything at that age is the end of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you lose that person, your world's over, you yeah. know, it's, you know, and as you get older and you mature and you go through more things, you realize that not everything is, nothing is the end of the world and everything goes away eventually. It gets better eventually. Right. Um, You know, and I think some of that comes from, you know, from that, from him just willing, you know, to accept whatever, which at that point that's on him. And, and yeah. I, I feel bad for him for the, for the fact of, wanting to be in the child's life and not being able to be but i don't feel bad because at the same time he knew what he was getting himself into the yeah. second like you said the second he found out she was lying about a pregnancy and trying to convince him that it was his i'm out like peace Sorry. out i'm gone no yeah. you're good peace out i'm gone you know what i mean but that's just me yeah you know i'm not gonna I'm not going to put up with that. Well, that's why, too, I think, like, part of it, if, as far as his story goes, part of that has to be his parents, right? Because I know he was, like, what, 19, around the same age, right? I get technically he's an adult, but he's still your child. And you're basically letting your child be lied to because he, part of him had to believe, oh, you know what? She's right. Because I bet you she gave some weird story about, like, oh, remember that one night? And it was, like, where they didn't actually have sex. Because, like, there are some crazy videos out there of, like, super religious people being, like, if you stand too close to someone, you can get pregnant. You know what I mean? So, like, there are people out there that believe it. So, like, I'm sure she conned her way into being, like, oh, remember that time where, like, we were laying on the couch? Or, you know, something like that. Like, I always think of, like, in Glee when Quinn convinces Finn that they got pregnant through the hot tub. And it's like, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, but like the fact that it, it's so easy to, to convince somebody of that, like how, like how, like, first of all, we all know that there are parts of this country that don't have sex education because they don't believe, like they believe abstinence is everything, which obviously like, look what happened. A 19 year old man was conned into thinking that a, a woman he's never had sex with was carrying his, child who was two months older than the time he met her you're like i like i want to meet him and be like i need you to explain in great detail how you believed it because a part of him had to have believed it 
You right, know what I mean? And if, if he looks at me and he says, I didn't believe it at all. I just wanted to stay with her because she was hot. I'd be like, okay, that I'll accept that as an answer. But like, if he looked at me and was like, oh, I 100% believed that that was my child. Because, I mean, he had to have because he got a DNA test. I'd Which, be like, at that point, you're just wasting your money and your time. Yeah. Like you're confirming something we already all know. That child is not yours. Like, I'd be like, I need you to explain how she convinced you because it's not making any sense to me buddy like right right you know and then you know it came to a point you know like you said where jeff just or i'm sorry where jesse was finally just like you know what enough's enough you know and her 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 attitude and her demeanor started changing towards him and you know like we already said because you know he was showing Kaylee too much attention. Yeah. You know, and then at that point, you know, she, I think she had, she had some grandiose idea of what her life should be, you know, where it was carefree, where all of her other friends are out partying and and having this, you know, great time, you know, and instead now she's tied down, you know, because she was the only one of her friends who had kids. Right. So nobody else had the kind of responsibilities that she had. So she gets to sit back and just, you know, kind of like that grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, like in that situation, you kind of learn who your real friends are because I mean, obviously you can't expect your friends to stay in every night, but your real friends, at least one night a weekend will be like, yeah, we'll hang out. Like we can hang out, watch movies, like whatever, like we'll stay in. So that you're not alone. But like, yeah, I, I do agree that she she wanted this spectacular life of nothing tying her down. And I really think like if it wasn't for Kaylee, she probably would have broken up with Jesse long before she did. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, because I think she would have loved to have just been single and to have not to have worried about anything else other than Casey, which we know that's how she thought anyways, but she was somewhat tied down with, with Jesse. And obviously she felt tied down with the kid. So. Right. And that's where, you know, that grandiose idea of this life that she had. And that's where, you know, Tony Lazaro comes into the picture, you know, and then she makes up this Jeff guy in between that, which, you know, again, just perpetuates that, I'm going to lie my way, you know, make myself give me attention, you know, because everything was about Casey. Oh, we're going to have these dinners and we're, you know, oh, no, he can't make it. Oh, no. All of a sudden he moved out of state. So don't yeah, even that ask was about weird. that anymore. Right. You know, and yeah. it's like, you know, and then it's like, OK, so then he just like for three weeks, you're like, OK, yeah, he's my boyfriend. He's going to come to dinner. And then one day you're just like, oh, he moved out of state. Don't ask about him. And, his, yeah. and her parents went along with it. Yeah, I t- I forgot about that. That was weird because I really couldn't get over the fact that Jesse thought that he was the father. That was weird <laughs> to me. Like, I get like not everybody is comfortable sharing their significant other with their family. But like, supposedly, you're comfortable bringing him around your daughter. So like, you're like, and also I'd be like, I would be asking Kaylee because at that age she at least knows how to probably say yes or no you know what i mean like 
do you know Jeff? Like, I don't know. Like, start interrogating, like, the little kid. Be like, I don't think this guy's real. Like, and this and this is before, like, catfishing was, like, mainstream. So, like, I would be like, are you sure this is a real person? Like, are you sure he's not, like, catfishing you? Like, I don't, this doesn't seem legit. Or are you catfishing us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the fact that, oh, he moved us, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. Like, and I want to... Like- I want to know her demeanor. Like, was she, was it offhand of like, oh, don't bother me anymore? Or was it like, did she at least pretend to be sad? Right. Like, or was it just like, oh, he moved. Don't ask. Yeah. Like, you know? what, and it's like, yeah. So, and then, you know, and then weird. she goes and, right. And then she goes and meets Tony Lazaro. And then at that point, now she's starting to get that, you know, that life that she thinks she should have, you know, that carefree life where she's going to the clubs you know, every Friday night she's, you know, promoting and she's able to do, you know, have more social media interaction because this was right around the time when social media really started taking off. Yeah. Facebook was like just starting. Right. Facebook was just starting. MySpace was like on its last leg. Right. Right. Oh my God. Do you remember those MySpace pages? We were coding. Oh Oh, yeah. We had to do coding. Ask me right. to do it now. I have no idea, but we literally coded our entire MySpace page, right. putting in different codes for backgrounds. That, yeah, that's crazy. I think we're aging ourselves now, oh. but that's okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, you know, so you know, now she gets this life that she thinks you know that she's entitled to. You know, yeah. she. But the one thing that's standing in in the way, the whole time, is still Kaylee. Yeah, you know, and even at that point. You know, when she started meeting, you know, when she met Tony, she started, you know, leaving Kaylee at her mom's house for days, you know, while staying, you know, with with her boyfriend. Which, like, still, like, like, the fact that she did leave Kaylee before, why now? Like, why kill her now? You've done it in the past where you've left her, like you said, for days with your parents. To, To me, it didn't seem like at any point her parents were complaining about it. Cause I do know like there are some people where it's like, listen, this is your kid, not mine. I already raised it. Like, like I raised you and your brother, like you've got to come and and now raise your own kid. But it didn't appear that her parents ever had that complaint of like, why are you always leaving her with us? So like that, even more like that fact there that she had no problem leaving her in the past. Like what in her head clicked where it was like, well, now I'm just going to get rid of her for good. Like, I don't yeah, get that. I don't, I don't understand it either. You know, and then there was, you know, she was stealing from her parents during this time too, you know, spending her friend's money. I was just going to say, yeah. Grandma's money, you know, like Casey didn't give a shit about anybody yeah. else, but Casey from the beginning. Yeah. And that is the bottom line across, you know, the every whole story of face. her life. Right. Yeah. Every story from you know the time that she was young until you know now. now is is you know that she she did not give a fuck about literally anybody other than yeah. Casey Anthony. If my friend stole my money, first of all I'd be like what's going on? Like why do you think why do you have to to steal? And if it was some bullshit reason, th- we wouldn't be friends anymore. Like first of all I hope every single friend that I have can would be comfortable coming to me and being like, Hey, listen, I'm really, really struggling right now. Like I can't help them much, but I could help them to the best of my ability. 
but like to steal from your friend like to steal from anybody but like family i feel like in in one way it's kind of easier because you have like a weird connection where it's like oh, i'll pay you back like you steal a t-shirt you steal five dollars i mean i've never stolen five dollars but i've stolen plenty of t-shirts but like to steal from a friend like i mean to steal from your grandma like it's your grandma like i don't get it like but really if a friend if i found out a friend's because it was checks right she stole checks which kids today don't even know what a check is but right <laughs> like i literally be like are you joking like this has to be a joke like and it's clearly not like five bucks that she's stealing like it was what hundreds of dollars that she was stealing like it was like 600 bucks she stole from her friend yeah like I'm fighting you. Like, if you give me, a, like, a bullshit reason, like, I, literally, like, I mean, it's Florida, so who knows what they would fight with, but, like, we're we're fighting. Like, no. Like, $600, like, that's, $600 is, like, my entire bank account. Like, like, I got bills to pay. Like, I don't know what you think, like, my life is like that I, you can just take $600 from me. But, like, the stealing, like, she was in a downward spiral. And, like, I don't I just keep thinking like at what point in the story was there enough of a warning that the somebody could have stepped in and done something. Right. But but I mean there was enough of a warning, you know, but the the problem is though, is that a lot of people have that not necessarily that expectation, but I they don't believe somebody's capable yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Like I I couldn't imagine myself even in that situation, like, cause you know, looking at it through, you know, her mom's and everybody's perspective, even if I was in that situation, I would never in a mad in a million years, imagine that she would end up being yeah. accused of killing her daughter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then getting off from a murder charge that she probably should have gotten any other you know, state. She's guilty. Right. So it's kind of one of those yeah. things that you can't fault them for not seeing it and not stopping the situation, but you definitely could have held her accountable a yeah. lot sooner. Well, I don't, even if it wasn't like the expect, expectation of murder, like they had to have seen that she was in a downward spiral. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she lied her whole life, but she never stole before. You know what I mean? And like, I get like them thinking like, oh, well, she would leave her with us and we would just expect her to like come back in a couple of days. Like that's one thing, like that's a pattern that she established for like a long time, but like the stealing, like that's a leap, like from lying to stealing. Like well, I want to know well, if the thing, any... the thing about it though, is, is that she was stealing to continue her lie. Yeah. Because she remember she was telling everybody that she was an event manager at, uh universal studios oh yeah 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 and then you know at that point she's not working she's leaving her kid with her parents night you know basically day and night they think she's going to work but yet she has no money so that's right. why she starts stealing yeah you know and that's to perpetuate that lie to continue that lie to, to so that way she doesn't have to come clean yeah i just still i think like if one of my friends or like a sibling that like you know is like you know they they little dramatic on the stories where like everyone's like that's not exactly how it happened but i'll give you this you know if all of a sudden it, like and if even if they don't have kids like let's separate the murder for just a second 
if my friend went from just like lying to all of a sudden stealing, I'd be concerned. Like, what's happening? You know what I mean? Like, let's sit down and be like, like, you sh- there was some sort of intervention that needed to have happened for just for the stealing. Like, that that's a leap of like, I get like she's continuing her lies. But like, and I don't like, I don't think anybody in their wildest dreams or nightmares could have imagined that she was going to kill her daughter. But like, even the, the, the leap of, like I said, from stealing, uh, from lying to stealing, I feel like somebody should have been like, this is not going in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like, that's something you notice. That's something like you have to know, like the friend knew, the grandmother knew and like nobody or did did they and it just didn't didn't work out like did they try to like not confront her because that's like combative but like just be like hey like art like this is not you're not okay like we need to figure out what's going on because the wanting to party i get that you're young most kids at that age they want to go out to the clubs they want to drink like i personally didn't but like i get the desire to do so so that's one thing but it's the lying and stealing that like that's concerning Right. So like and that's you know, that's but you know, they confronted her after she stole from her grandma and she again lied her way through it and her parents bought it. You know? I don't think they and bought it. I think they accepted it. I don't think they bought it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Bought it, accepted yeah. it. Either way, she was still reinforced that it's okay. There's no consequences. That's part of, that's really what it boils down to. She never had consequences for her actions. Yeah. From the time that she was a child. Infuriates me. So again, and then her friend, you know, kind of let her go. Let her go, you know, the same way, yeah. you know, that. Because then eventually, you know, Casey was like, oh, my parents are moving out. Let's, you know, let's have the house together. Oh, you know, she kept saying, you know, when it came time to move and do all this, she's like, oh, let's, uh, you know, whatever. And then eventually tells her, oh, my dad had a heart attack. Sorry, we can't do this now. You know, and this is even after stealing her money. So it's like everybody in Casey's life reinforced the fact. That she was allowed to do whatever the fuck she wanted to do. Yeah, she was surrounded by yes people who... Right. Yeah, enabled her. I I really can't... Like I said, I can't imagine... First of all, letting my friend get away with stealing $600 to... Especially to support a lie that she's telling. And then to turn around and still be friends with her. You know what I mean? Like, we would have zero contact after that. Because I'd be like, listen, I love you, but I can't. I, I personally cannot be around people that treat me like that. Like my mental health, my value is higher than that. And then to have the friend be like, be still in her life where it's like, she's comfortable enough to be like, Hey, do you want to live together when my parents move out? You know what I mean? Like you're still friends with her. Like what is like every person involved besides Kaylee, what is wrong with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I think the only per like didn't the only person that was like her brother like did he enable right. her like I feel uh, like he left I think he like pieced out right I, I he wasn't really in the picture a whole lot I mean he was there sporadically but yeah. never had was he a major player in her life I think he was like he probably saw it and was like yeah I'm not he probably saw this picture yeah peace I'm out yeah this I'm not subjecting myself to this bullshit like right no thank you right. 
This is Florida, so, but not that Florida. <laughs> so do you have any final thoughts, any closing thoughts on the Casey Anthony story that you would like the listeners to hear? <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that she did it, um, the one part of the story, obviously, like, Kaylee, it pisses me off that it's the Casey Anthony story and not about Kaylee. You know what I mean? Because, like, she was, what, two? Two years old? Right. Three? Two or three, something like, like that. a baby. Like, and it's it's the same thing. It's like we know always know the offender's name, but never the victim's name. And it's like, it's funny because I was um, looking it up the other day. And on Wikipedia, it's the Kaylee Anthony murder. And I'm like, that's how it should be. It should, her, her, She should be remembered, not the monster. And like, because she's out there living her life. And like, I don't, was it a couple of years ago, there was the article where she was like, I'm ready to be a mother again. No, bitch. No, you're not. You are never ready to, she, like, I don't necessarily agree with forced, like, castration or whatever. She should have her uterus pulled out of her body with no anesthetic. Like, there is no way she should be allowed to have children again. Especially since we know, like, okay, yeah, she was found not guilty. But, like, she still shouldn't have children. Like, are you kidding me? Like... It's like OJ. We know he did it. He wrote a book. If I did it, this is how I would have done it. But are you kidding me? You know what I mean? And like, then she comes out and she's like, now I'm ready to have kids. No, you lost that privilege of having children. Like, are you kidding me? And I always think too, like when she was found not guilty, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a woman in Florida who looks just like Casey Anthony that was beaten up by a group of people. I don't remember that. I Unless I dreamed it, I don't think I did. There was a woman that looked exactly like Casey Anthony that was literally attacked by a group of people because they thought she was Casey Anthony. And like, I felt so, I felt bad for her. Like her and Kaylee are like the only people that I was like, they did not deserve anything that happened to them. That woman and Kaylee, because I, I must say, I did laugh a little because I have a very dark sense of humor. But, like, imagine walking down the street and getting beaten up because you look like the the world's worst mother. Right. So this is what the I, – I had no idea. So I went ahead and I looked this up right now, and I'm going to pause you right in the middle of your statement. So the headline is – What's crazy about it, though, is she doesn't even live in Florida no. where Casey Anthony does. She lives in Pryor, Oklahoma, um, and she was driving home after work, and another driver followed her, struck her, struck her vehicle, flipping it off the road. So it wasn't even that she got beat up. She literally, like, they get, she got ran off the road, and f- her car flipped and stuff. Because she looked like Casey Anthony. Because she looked like Casey Anthony. Man, that's, that's like that's that's crazy. Yeah, I do. I remember that story. Like, like I said, obviously not one hundred percent accurate, but like, remember reading that like she had gotten like attacked. Maybe that's the wording, like attacked or whatever. But like, yeah, can you imagine like having absolutely nothing to do with that woman? And not now, even like, not even living like in the same state. No, and now, unfortunately, for the rest of that woman's life, every time someone's looks at her or sees her they're going to do a double triple take being like is that that bitch you know what i mean like because i really do think a lot of people would be ready to fight casey anthony if they came across her 
Oh, I would. Or, hands or at least, down. Not that I would fight a woman, but I would. there's some people, right? Yeah. Or at least say something negative. Like the fact that you think you can just walk around this world happy when the world knows what you did. Like, and I don't care if you were found not guilty. You were found guilty in the court of the public. Like, and sometimes that's all that matters. Right. You know that's, what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, but. And she, you know, she's like, there's an interview she did, I think with inside edition or somebody. And she's like, I sleep pretty good at night. And it's like, bitch, like, you shouldn't you need. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Maggie, it's been fantastic having you on for Casey Anthony. Do you want to plug your podcast one more time? Tell everybody where they can find you at, what to, what it's about, and just remind the listeners. So my name is Maggie. You can follow the podcast at Official HYSI on Twitter and Instagram at Facebook.com slash Official HYSI. And it is a podcast where I go over and suggest shows from foreign countries, give you a little bit of a background about the country, some fun facts. I like fun facts. Talk about what I liked, what I didn't like. And I'm always open for show, uh, show suggestions. So if you have any, you can always send them my way. You can email me, have you seen it one at gmail.com. Again, thanks for coming on. Now, there is one question that I want to ask you that I've asked every guest that's come on my show. Okay. Are you okay with answering it? Yep. If you could be any sandwich condiment, which would you be and why? That's so tough. I only like mayo on my sandwiches. So I'm going to do that. Because I am also very, very, very white. So <laughs> I I think it would blend in very well. I don't like anything else. Like, I don't like ketchup. I don't like mustard. Barbecue sauce depends on the type of sandwich. But I, I love mayo, which, again, just proves how white I am. But I, I'm going to go with, with mayo. We have, here Here we go. Here's another mayo lover in the house Uh, well maggie thanks again for coming on i appreciate it i've had a great conversation with you and i hope we can do it again soon thanks for having me i've had a great time thanks for listening and remember you never know what's lurking in the shadows lingering around the corner walking past your house at night so watch out stay safe And keep listening. This has been The Jury Room. Hey listeners. Yeah, we're talking to you. We're Depth of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. I'm Mandy. I'm retired major, huge ass. In your face. If you like true crime, horror movie reviews, real life paranormal experiences, creepy pastas, and diving deep into the unknown, then join us on this journey into the darkness. You can find us on all podcast platforms simply by searching Depth of Darkness. So go ahead, give us a listen. You know you want to.